Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. There. Welcome to the program. Come on in. My name is Gary Zimak. So glad that you're able to stop by. Got a chair at the table reserved for you. Man, today we're going to talk about what almost seems like a, a bit of a paradox. The title of this program is The Power of Meekness. Normally when you, you hear the word meek or meekness, you don't necessarily think of power, do you? But in reality, meekness is just that. It's power under control. We'll look at the Mass readings for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and we're going to discuss that very topic. Jesus himself said he was meek. You know, sometimes it's easy to look at that and assume that, you know, I almost hate to say it, but a sense of weakness. That is not at all what meekness is. We will talk more about it, and more importantly, we'll talk about the lesson that, the, that these readings can really teach us today. Every time we, I come on the air and do one of these programs, I always want to make sure that, um, that there is some sort of a takeaway, if you will, or a call to action. The Lord's just not speaking to us to hear himself speak. And I'll tell you what, it is so easy to fall into that way of thinking, even if we don't do it unintentionally. We, we listen to the readings and we think, well, that's really nice. That's, that's good. What a good message. But in, in reality, and believe me, I struggle with this myself. I really do. In reality, what the Lord wants us to do is do something based upon these readings. So we'll see what that is. It's going to be different for each one of us. We're going to get different inspirations out of the readings. You know, even if there's a common theme, you and I, we're going to get different ideas uh, as to how we can carry these readings out. Let's leave that up to the Holy Spirit. So with that in mind, let's talk to the Holy Spirit. Let's talk to the Father. Let's talk to Jesus right now. And let's ask for the help that we need to get the most out of these, these Mass readings. All right? So if you will join me, let's put ourselves in the presence of our Heavenly Father. You know, I think that's more important than any of the words that come out of our mouth. We, we need to first recognize, and I, I, I really force myself to do this because this, isn't, this does not come easy to me. I, I, I need to remember that I am in the presence of God. It's so easy to just start saying these words, even if we mean them, and forget the one whom, to whom we are speaking, mainly because we can't see him, and that's an obstacle, isn't it? 
So let's just let's just put ourselves in the presence of God right now. And let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being here with us right now. You know, Father, you, you heard what I said, and it is hard sometimes to recognize your presence when we can't see you. But Father, we know through faith that you are with us. We know that you love us. We know that you can hear our words. We know that you're bigger than any problem we can face in our lives. We also know that you're in complete control of not just our lives, but the entire world and the universe. Father God, we turn to you with all of our needs today. Please give us what we need this day. Not necessarily what we want, but what we need. Father, we ask you to Watch over us and our loved ones. Open the hearts of those who might not believe in you, who might not understand that it's possible to have a relationship with you. Open their hearts, Father. Father, please send your Holy Spirit upon me this day so that I can deliver the message that you would like me to deliver. And please open up all of our hearts and our minds so that we could not only hear your message today, but be willing to put that message into practice in our lives. Heavenly Father, I ask these things in the name above all names, the name of your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for, for praying with me. Now, you know, I do these prayers, and they're they're similar each week. Maybe I might add a thing or two. Again, you, you know the deal. I, I don't write these, these prayers down. They're not scripted. Um, they're coming from the heart. But as I sit here, looking at my computer screen, recording this program, it, it really is easy to miss the presence of God. but and, and that's why, you know, don't think you're alone if you struggle with that, because I, I do too. But once I begin the prayer, the faith kicks in. You know, that, that great gift of faith kicks in, and I at least become aware of His presence. I don't always feel it. Most times I don't feel it. But I know through faith that He's with me, and He's with you too. And it is, uh, it, it is a great pleasure to be able to do these programs. And before I started today, I was just praying, talking to the Lord, and just expressing my thanks for giving me the opportunity to spend this time with you. It, it just, it, it does so much for me. Some days when I go to do these shows, I'm feeling a little discouraged or down or maybe tired. But once I start talking about the Lord and looking at these words of Scripture, my spirit gets lifted, so I, I want to thank you for making that possible. Um, if you're just tuning in, I, my name is Gary Zimak, and I'm, I, uh, I'm inviting you to stay with me for the remainder of this show. Hope we can hang out together. We're going to be looking at the Mass readings for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The Power of Meekness, that's the topic. Uh, before I go any further, I want to say a couple of things. Number one, both in my daily email reflection and on my daily five-minute podcast, both of which you can find out about at my website, followingthetruth.com. 
I, I recently put out a plea for funding. You know, I, I'm, I'm in full-time ministry. Summer's a tar- hard time. And um, I, I hate to, always hate to ask for money, but it's, it's the only way I can survive and support my family. And I've, the Lord has blessed me through people like you for 11 plus years now. And um, I, I, I put out the request saying that I don't know how much longer I'll be able to go on without any additional funding. I've got some monthly subscribers to my ministry. And for one reason or another, you lose people from time to time. And, and, uh, and, and I, the numbers weren't getting replenished. And between the, the, the email especially, the email newsletter, cost a lot to send it out. But that's to make a long story short. So many people came through that I am I am able to go on for at least a few more months. Very grateful for that. And if you're one of them, thank you. Now, if you're unable to contribute to my ministry, I totally understand. I do not want you to put yourself in any kind of financial jeopardy. I'm just going to ask you, I always throw this in at the end, but I'm going to ask you now, would you just please pray for me and my work and that I'll be able to remain faithful to the Lord's call on my life and keep doing what it is that he wants me to do? A little secret for you. I do get burned out sometimes. I do get discouraged. I do get frustrated. I do feel the weight of uh, that discouragement and uh, and uh, a lack of enthusiasm sometimes. And I know the devil feeds into that. It's not all from him, but I know sometimes he feeds into that. So just please keep me in my ministry in your prayers. I would greatly appreciate that. And um, I, I, I love what I do, and I'm so grateful to be able to spend this time with you. But just please keep me in your prayers. And uh, things are good. Things are good. I'm just getting a little tired, you know, trying to figure out. Summer, I do slow down a little bit. Uh, look, trying to look at potential speaking work for next year. And by the way, if you do want to have me speak at your parish, I got a couple of calls within the past few weeks uh, for, for 2024. If you want to bring me in to speak, to lead a give up worry for Lent parish mission or a retreat or give some kind of a talk, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com, and we can talk more about it. All right. But the main reason that I just wanted to say this at the beginning of the show is I just want to thank you for your support, both your prayers, your words of encouragement, and your financial contributions. There is no way that I can continue without all three of those things. So thank you very much. And by the way, I pray for you every day. I always try to say that at the end of the program, but I really do. I pray for you, and I am grateful to have you as a listener, as a reader, as somebody in one of my audiences when I speak. I'm very grateful. Okay, mass readings. Taking a look at these, they are not pretty short today, so this is going to be an easy one. Some days, <laughs> some days I look at these Sunday Mass readings, I think, oh my goodness, how am I going to get through all of these words on this program? But it shouldn't be a problem today, and uh, let, let's take a look at this. We will start, as we always do, with the Gospel. It's what we do on this program. If you're a first-time listener, my explanation is that the Church emphasizes the Gospel. The Church gives a place of prominence to the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because the Gospels are our primary source of information about the life of Jesus. We read his words, we hear about his actions, you know, it's very, very important. All of sacred scripture is inspired, it's the inspired word of God, but the Gospels really lead the way, and therefore on this show, I like to use the Gospels to lead the way, we lead off with the Gospels. And then I look at the other readings and and offer them up as support for the gospel. 
because as I always tell you, the there are when I read a gospel, if it just just was the gospel, generally speaking, there are a number different of different directions or messages we can get from that one gospel passage. But when we start adding the first reading and the responsorial psalm, and even the second reading, at times you begin to see a common theme. And and this is why when I prayed about this before the show and asked the Holy Spirit to help me out, to give me a theme, the power of meekness is, is what uh, really stood out. So with that in mind, let's begin with the gospel. And it's from Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, For although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. That's pretty neat. There's a little bit more in this gospel, but in this passage, but I, I, I think it's really neat that we, we got an example of Jesus praying to his Father. You know, remember, prayer is a communication uh, be, between, in this case, Jesus and his Father when he's talking directly to his Father. So we get to eavesdrop and hear his words. I give you praise, Father, for you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and you have revealed them to the little ones. Jesus talks a lot about the little ones, the humble, the childlike, those who are open, and those who are open to to following God and listening to his words. You know, it's Sometimes I think we can all get a little too smart for our own good, and that's why Jesus emphasizes that we need to be like children. We need to trust in our Father. We need to choose to trust in Him and, you know, to follow Him because we trust Him out of of love. So we, we see this little snippet of Jesus talking to the Father, and then He starts talking to His listeners, No one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal Him. So you and I have access to the Father through Jesus, both in prayer and as a means of learning about who God the Father is. If you see Jesus, according to Him, you've seen the Father. So if you ever want to know more about the Father, watch and listen to Jesus. That is the best thing. Uh, that any of us can do. Now, this gospel ends with one of my, I would say, a couple of my all-time favorite verses. And let's let Jesus direct these words to each of us. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. And you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. Now, remember what I said at the beginning of, before I read the gospel, that if we just looked at the gospel by itself, we could look at this and use Matthew eleven twenty eight, one of my favorite verses. I, I talk about this a lot when I speak about finding peace and overcoming worry. Come to me, Jesus said, all you are labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. I mean, that is a great offer, a great promise. Certainly a point of departure, if we want to talk about the gospel, a great message. That's very attractive, isn't it? 
The Lord's saying, come to me and I will give you rest. However, when you remember, we're going to look at the first reading and the responsorial psalm and the second reading. When you put it all together, I think a different theme emerges, even though there are multiple messages in this gospel passage, the theme of meekness. Jesus said, I am meek and humble of heart. He also, in this gospel, said, the Father hides things, or it's not so much He's hiding things. We, the, the, those who are not childlike, or those who are not meek, those who are not humble, aren't as able to hear the message of God as those who are open and humble and uh, childlike and meek. Those who are not trying to take charge right? Those are the people who are going to be open to God's message. Therefore, they're going to get more of the message because they're open to hearing what he has to say, and they're willing to change. And that's what Jesus is really asking us to do, to not just try to take control and always think you're smarter than the next guy, or even smarter than God at times. Be open to change. Be docile. Sometimes that word docile is used. Your willingness to really be to, to be a follower of Jesus and as such to imitate Jesus, to be Jesus really, and always desire to do the will of the Father. That's what this whole meekness thing is all about. Let's look at the, the first reading now. Again, we're going to support that theme of, of meekness. This comes from the uh, prophet Zechariah, the book of Zechariah, chapter 9, verses 9 through 10. Only two verses, very short. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice heartily, O daughter Zion. Shout for joy, O daughter Jerusalem. See, your king shall come to you. Your king, right? And how's a king going to come? In power? No, listen to this. Your king will come to you. A just savior is he, meek and riding on an ass, on a colt, the foal of an ass. He shall banish the chariot from Ephraim. And the horse from Jerusalem, the warrior's bow shall be banished, and he shall proclaim peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Now you see this reading, I believe at some point during the Advent season, it's, it's a pretty obvious reference to Jesus as the Messiah, as the Savior, as the King, but yet here we have a King that's not a traditional king in the earthly sense, somebody who's powerful, even though he is powerful, who lords his power over his subjects. It's not what Jesus is. Jesus is a meek king. He keeps his power under control. Even though he has ultimate power, he chooses to not boss people around and strong arm them, even when they oppose him. Remember, when he was up on the cross, he could have come down. He could have he could have immediately rendered all of the people putting him to death. He could have rendered them dead too. You know, he could have really over outmuscled them, if you want to put it that way. But he didn't because he was doing the work of his father. And you and I, we're called to imitate Jesus. That's what we're called to do as Christians. And therefore, we are called to that similar meekness. That means not always muscle and shouting somebody down, but rather 
power under control. Power under control. Recognizing that with the Holy Spirit working in us, we, we have a lot of power, but it's not used to exert authority over others. It's used to humbly submit to God and then let His power, that power of the Holy Spirit, work through us and reach others and draw others to Christ, not by forcing them, but by a loving message. That's challenging, and it almost sounds impossible, but that's the way Jesus worked. It didn't mean He wasn't firm when He needed to be firm. He was. But we don't need to be nasty. We don't need to call people names. We don't ever want to get violent. And by letting that power work in us, we're going to be able to convert more souls and be a greater example to those of uh, those around us. The responsorial psalm, psalm, Psalm 145, I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Now, again, we're acknowledging the kingship of Christ and the fact that God is almighty. You know, almighty God came to earth in the form of Jesus, a little baby, and he was meek and humble of heart. Not what you would expect from a king, right? I will extol you, my God and my king, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day will I bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. These are all attributes of somebody who is meek, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. Let all of your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. Speak of his might. Even though when you look at Jesus, where did he end up? He ended up on a cross. That's how he reigned. He reigned from a cross. Crazy, right? We're called to imitate Jesus. It's a different way of thinking. The Lord is faithful in all his works and holy in all his words. I'm sorry. The Lord is faithful in all his words and holy in all his works. The Lord lifts up those who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. See, when you and I are meek and not trying to show everybody how powerful we are, this gives us a chance to humbly let the Lord work through us. You know, we, need, we don't need to go around telling everybody that we're great. Even if, you know, as Christians, well, I'm such a great Christian, I pray all the time, and I go to, I'm always in church, and I volunteer, and I do this. We don't want to do that. We don't want to exalt ourselves. What we need to do is just do what we're called to do, to be the best Christian we can possibly be. And then one day we will receive our reward. We're not going to necessarily get our full reward in this life. We've got a long time to get our reward. A long time. Eternity is a long time, and we want to hope and work toward living forever in heaven. That's our ultimate reward. Let's look at the second reading, Romans chapter 8, St. Paul's letter to the Romans chapter 8, um, verses 11 through 13. Brothers and sisters, you are not in the flesh. 
On the contrary, you are in the Spirit. If only the Spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. Consequently, brothers and sisters, we are not debtors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now, this is obviously a reference to letting that power, remember I talked a little while ago about power, the power of the Holy Spirit work in us. And, you know, here's the thing about being meek. I mentioned it's really power under control. or Sometimes it's referred to as gentleness, as one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. For you to be able to do that, for you, for you to be able to be meek, which means keep your power, and no doubt we have the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. For you to be able to do that, you need to have that power. So in order to be meek, you have to be powerful. And it, the world doesn't look at it that way. The world looks at it as if that if you're going to be powerful, you've got to show people your might. You got to walk around. You got to flex your muscles. Let them know how powerful you are. See, Jesus didn't need to do that. And sometimes that's challenging, especially when we get resistance in our lives. Maybe we're trying to share the gospel, try to live a good life, try to do the right thing at the office, trying to not gossip, you know. Sometimes we're going to get resistance from people, as did Jesus. And it's easy, and you see this a lot on social media. People start off, it seems, with good intentions, but it, but it oftentimes just escalates into a battle of words, a war of words. And some of the nastiest, most vile <laughs> rhetoric comes out of these, these social media interactions. Sometimes I can't believe the things I see. That's why I have to limit my time on there. Meekness. Doesn't mean you're not powerful. But you're, see, you're not powerful. The power comes from the Lord. And if Jesus is going to work in you, you got to recognize that you're just the instrument. He's just using you as the instrument. The power is coming from him. And if he didn't go around showing off his power, he doesn't expect us to do it either. Humility, meekness, gentleness, that's what a disciple should look like. Because it's only then that you and I are going to be attractive enough to draw somebody to Christ. Nobody's going to listen to us because we're yelling at them or cursing them. But yet it happens. So let's try to be more meek. Let's try to be more open to, to listening what, to what the Lord has to say, you know. How can we live this? How can we live this meekness in our life? Maybe you don't always have to get the last word in when it comes to an argument or a disagreement with your spouse, with your children, with your parents. You know, if, it's, if the matter is not of major consequence, then maybe just walk away or say, okay, that's fine. You know, meekness. And, and continue to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you be meek and to guide you, especially in a, a situation where you're, you, you know it could be a little tense and you're really not sure what to say. Come, Holy Spirit, please help me. Please give me the words. It really can be that simple. 
and just believe that the Holy Spirit will do something when you ask for that help. Okay, guess what? We are out of time, and I'm going to meekly get on out of here. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to the program. Uh, please consider contributing to my ministry if you can. Um, followingthetruth.com is the place to go. You just go on donate, and you can contribute securely through PayPal. It really helped me, especially in this summer, these diff- this difficult summer months. But thank you so much for listening. Please keep praying for me and for my family, and uh, be assured that of my prayers as well. I'm going to be praying for you too, and God willing, I look forward to joining you next week on the program. In the meantime, let's go have a meek week. How's that? <laughs> let's live meekly, and thank you for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. God bless. God bless.